Hey everyone, we're back with episode 180 of the District 3 podcast. My name is Edwin. And this is Elena. And today we have an exciting episode talking to folks um, who are starring in this new play called Sanctuary City uh, that's being presented by Theater Squared. Um, it already started on March 3rd. Uh, with us today, we have Ana Miramontes and Brennan Irby. Thank you both for joining us today. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for having us. Yes, it's my pleasure. I'm excited to, to learn more about, about the story and, and, and learn more about you all. Um, and you were telling me, Anna, you are currently studying here at the U of A, right? Yes. Yes, I'm getting my MFA in acting. Um, it's crazy because it's a three-year program, but because of COVID, they gave us like an extra year. So oh. I'm in my fourth year and graduating in May. Are there, are there benefits to that? What are the benefits of doing an extra year? Uh, so it's a full ride and they give you a stipend. So it's kind of like making up for the time that we lost on Zoom because we are like redoing the classes oh. and also more money to save before, <laughs> you know, moving to a bigger city, uh, mm. all that stuff. And the program here is amazing. Like we have amazing people and we have people from all over the place as part of the cohort and it's only eight of us and we start together and we graduate together so you know money learning and mm. wonderful humans that you can keep collaborating with and it's a it's a good spot i feel like fayetteville yes. Star, is a good place to live you know there's there's a lot of stuff to do and and the nature part of it i just love arkansas because of the nature it's mm -hmm. like my my thing but you're originally from chihuahua right the cuauhtemoc chihuahua mm -hmm. chihuahua yes. mexico from over there and did you move over here to the U.S. because of your studies? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So I graduated from high school in Mexico. And then it's a very long story, but um, the violence was kind of like at its peak when I was mm. graduating. So my parents were kind of afraid of sending us to me and my oldest brother to Chihuahua, to the capital or to let me go to Mexico City. So we ended up deciding that El Paso was kind of close and kind of affordable. Mm -hmm. uh, so <laughs> me and my brother, we ended up going to El Paso to study there. And um, yeah, that was my journey from living all my life in Mexico to moving to El Paso. And then after I graduated with my two BAs, I got a BA in theater performance and media advertising. Okay. Uh, after that, I auditioned for grad schools, and York gave me, like, offered the most money. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, cool. And also, like, the people that were teaching here, I was like, what they're working on is kind of what I want to work on mm -hmm. in my technique and, like, in my acting. Um, so I ended up saying yes to Fayetteville, Arkansas, and I didn't even know that it existed before I got the offer. Makes sense. Yes. <laughs> but it was like a really, really pleasant surprise. Have you transitioned to, like, have you gone to other areas around Fayetteville? Like, have you been to Springdale, which is like, we call it Little Mexico. Yes! Uh, <laughs> so, uh, because of grad school, during the, like, year i don't have a lot of time but in the summers i work with drive theater from ventonville oh yeah and i teach different summer camps and some of them happen in in springdale in the jones center mm -hmm. and so i teach like bilingual theater camps and stuff like that so okay. that's how i know springdale but i still need to do the the food tours oh, yeah. i haven't and a lot of people have been like they have the good Mexican food. They do. So um, I got I got two places for you. I got two places for homework for you to go and have food at. Okay? I'm ready. First place is El Charro. El Charro. It's on Thompson Street in Springdale. Okay. 
delicious food, almost never misses. Okay. Another place that doesn't miss is um, Dongueros on Emma Avenue. Dongueros. So if you go to Dongueros, and it's on Emma Avenue in Springdale, and right across the street is uh, they have cider. It's called Black Apple Cider. Oh, I love Black Apple. <laughs> okay, I'm okay. always buying Black Apple. Okay. Like, they have it. <laughs> so you, you missed on Gueros. It was right across the street mm-hmm. then. Unless you've eaten there too. No. So I haven't been to Black Apple like in Springdale. Mm-hmm. But I always order it like at Theater Square. They have it. Mm-hmm. And at Kingfish. We love Kingfish. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have it there too. I know that they have a different flavor um, at Cork and Keg. But yes, like the cider. Mm-hmm. I get it all the time. That's where you need to go. Because it's super sweet. You need to go to the root of the of the place, which Heck, is their black yes. apple cider on Emma. And mm-hmm. but first, before you get the cider, go to Don Guero's, order the Mexican food there. Then you can go sit. They'll give you like a little electronic thing that will ring when your food's ready. Yeah. So you can go to uh, Black Apple, get your drinks, sit down, and then when the thing rings, go get your food and sit down at Black Apple. And they're okay with you bringing food. Down there. So we need to do yeah, it. It's a perfect combination. Whole, that's the whole hookup. That's so yeah. good. Like you don't have to move that much. Right. You're good, you know? Oh, um, what about you, Brendan? Where are you from? I come to Fayetteville from Chicago. Okay. So this is my this is my first time in Fayetteville. Um, but yeah, I've been living in Chicago for like eight years mm. uh, working, or I went to school there. Um, I studied acting, and then I've been working as an actor and a director out there for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Contract brought me out here. Hey. And how does how does the uh, the tryout experience? Do you try out, or how does that yeah, work? Yeah, how did yeah. you like, get how did you get this this yeah. this, uh, this this play? Um, so uh, I have an agent who's based out in Chicago, and they send me they send me the auditions for the plays that they get in. So they get breakdowns for everything. We're looking for like this type of actor. Um, if my agent thinks it's right for me, they'll like shoot me a little email, be like, "We got you an audition." And I think I audition like. I think I had like four or five auditions for this show oh. out here. So they just like keep calling you back in and you, you like keep trying out for it. And eventually I booked it and they mm. flew me out here. We're doing the thing. Oh, that's awesome. Nice. And what was audition like for you? Um, so we're similar, but the difference is that I don't have an agent and I'm based here. I had worked with Theater Square previously as an understudy. Like it started like that when I moved here. Um, so I have understudied four times before and three of them I have actually covered. Uh, so they already knew my work and then they asked me for a couple of tapes and same thing. I sent tapes like three different times and then I got like a Zoom audition like live with Esteban and with, um, Bob and Mm -hmm. Becky and all of them. And then after that... It's crazy because the day that I did that audition after sending so many tapes, uh, they called me and they offered it to me. Mm. Um, what did that day look like to you, to, for you, like when yeah. you got that uh, green light, you're, you're the one? It was a crazy day because I was starting rehearsals for a play at the university. It was going to be my last play. And it was a Friday. And I had class and I had to ask like permission to be let out like a couple of minutes before because I needed to set up my computer and my everything and be ready. Uh, And then I did the audition. I finished the audition and I was like, heck, (laughs) I don't like, I feel really good about it, but that can be really bad or really good. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I went to rehearsal. No, yes, I went to rehearsal and he hadn't started and I was parking my car and then I, got a call from the casting director 
and they were like, you got it. And I was like, oh, great. Well, I need to go to rehearsal, but I'm very happy. And then I called my parents and everything. It was very exciting. Mm. Um, yeah. And then I did like four hours of rehearsal for a totally different play. And that was it. Mm. And then later they asked me if I could read with a couple of humans. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I running. remember reading with you. Yeah. I remember reading with another cast member, Nima. Uh, is this like a chemistry read or what is this? What kind of read? Yes. Because mm-hmm. Anna of. was cast like first, first. Mm. Okay. I think yeah. they cast your role. I, I think, yeah. Do you have one of the major roles? You've got like the main? Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, because it's such a small cast, it's yeah. only three of us. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Um, B and I are on stage all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't leave. Y'all are um, on the poster and everything, right? Yeah. What is it? Y'all are on the poster. Yes. Yes. Uh, so, so I feel that all the roles are like the main roles because it's it's not like a big piece where you have like the two leads and the supporting ones. I feel that in this play, there's no supporting. Like yeah. everybody is there with the same weight. Um, but yes, wait a second, where was I? But uh, you being on uh, auditioning with me. Oh yes, yes, yes. I remember reading with you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I remember reading with Nima for your role. Yes. And then they asked me if I could read again with, for the other role, mm-hmm. um, but I was in class, so I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't. I, I just remember it was like one of my last auditions, and I get on the Zoom because I was in Montana at the time, and I was just like, I was doing all the auditions online, and we had like three scenes together where mm-hmm. we're reading on Zoom, and I was like, this person booked it. <laughs> I, and I had no clue. They weren't like, oh, Anna is like in the show. No, I thought they I was just like you. reading with a with a stranger. But after mm. the audition, I was like, that girl booked it. <laughs> I was like, she was so good in this role. She was like, I'm <laughs> for real. I'm for real. I'm like, she had the confidence of it and like she had to do it. Yeah. And now here we are. And yeah. here we are. <laughs> and many, many, many months later. Yeah. This was like August of last year. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. oh so yeah. it's like a long process then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So what is it? What does it look like for you, Britton? For example, you're you've been here already uh, before March third, I'm guessing, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. March third was the first day of the of, of the performance. The, of the performance. Yeah. Um, like this is your first time in Arkansas, right? Mm-hmm. How has that how has that experience been for you, uh, being here for the first time? Like, what are some of the takeaways that you have so far? The the, the days that you've been here already. Mm-hmm. So far, it's like I, I finally got to do the thing that I was excited to do when I when I knew I was coming here, mm-hmm. I went mountain biking yesterday. Oh. And, and <laughs> I, like, I have been so excited to be in nature. And Where did you go? What part? Um, was it Devil's Den or? No, it wasn't Devil's Den. It was closer to Springdale. Okay. Um, out in nature? Out in nature. Okay, I'm uh, Lake Weddington? Lake Fayetteville? Not Lake Fayetteville. We talked about that. Lafayette. Lafayette. Jefferson? Uh, Jefferson Park. Jefferson Park. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I will probably know more about this than me. Yeah, it was. I think it was Jefferson Park. Oh, but I finally did that yesterday, and I've just been so excited to like be out and about in nature. Okay. I was I was I was uh, thinking that you were gonna be like, well, I went, I got to go to the first ever Walmart because we have the first <laughs> ever, we have the first ever Walmart here in, in Rogers. So I was like, so people usually go that route. They'll be like, oh, I got to go to the first ever Walmart, but that that sounds more exciting. Yeah, it you, was really cool. I, Walmart was the first place I went when I got here. Oh, it was. <laughs> yeah. They were like, oh, you need groceries? Let's go to Walmart. Yeah. Um, and then I started to learn how big of a deal it is out here. <laughs> Rogers, Arkansas, which is about uh, the place, the specific Walmart is probably about 40 minutes away from here. It's the okay. first ever Walmart. Is it worth that, it? 
it's a regular Walmart. No. Okay, okay. You're like, <laughs> if you ever just want to be like, oh, I went to the first Walmart ever, because there's because there's a, a different store called I believe it's called Walton's in Bentonville. Uh, five and Dime. Is it fi- the the original like the first Walt, first Walton one? Yeah, the one five and Dime. Where they have the the truck. Truck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I've ben- heard about it and I've never. They have really good ice cream that's really cheap right there. Okay. Yeah, Sparks Cafe. But Ooh. the the one that I'm talking about is just an actual Walmart. So when they bring mm-hmm. celebrities here, they'll take them to that Walmart and they'll just go look around stuff and 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 sometimes they'll people will post will take pictures with them at Walmart okay. randomly. Adam Sandler, I mean anyone and everyone who's Shows big that's up. came out here has gone to the Walmart. They always take them to that Walmart for some. And reason. then sometimes they'll go to the Andy's Frozen Custard that's right across the street. Yeah, is yeah. it like renovated like a normal it's Walmart? It's just a normal. Like it looks like the one right <laughs> over there. It's very, it's very it's basic. Little, it's not even that nice. If no you go offense. to the sorry Walmart, <laughs> <laughs> if, Walmart's offended. Yeah. If you if you go to the one in Benville, it's more it's there's like a square and you can go get ice cream and it's it's it looks a little old school kind mm-hmm. of. It's more of it's mm-hmm. better to go to that one than go to the one in Rogers because it's just a regular Walmart. Mm-hmm. If you want to just take a picture and be like, oh, I'm at the first ever Walmart. Great. If you don't, I, I recommend going to the Banville Square when it's more of an experience. Cool. Um, we'll but, go. We'll make time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. First, you go to Dongueros and then get your cider and then like just go over there and check out the Banville Square. Perfect. So Black Apple, Charros, mm-hmm. and, Charro, yeah. and the Waltons Museum. Yeah, yeah. You can leave. You can leave that Walton. <laughs> We're gonna give you a list. End. Make the tacos priority first. Right. That uh, that I can tacos do. and cider. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and the so and the sad. cider. Um, but. Yeah, it sounds. I'm. I'm glad that that you. It seems like y'all are having a good experience here. Um, yes. There is a lot of la- Latino folks here, um, so hopefully, you know, we're able to get m- more folks out there to to see the play. And, yeah. And uh, we really want that because uh, I feel that we're we're getting a lot of like Fayetteville locals. Yeah. So we're trying to reach out more to the like Springdale community mm-hmm. and to people that are more in that area people who are not the normal patrons yes. I, I i think like the the audience base is really cool and mm-hmm. it's awesome that they buy season tickets and they're supporting all mm-hmm. of the shows yeah. but then you bring in a show like this that can be uh so informative and so different mm-hmm. um than what people normally see so we're hoping that we can get some outreach and get what it makes it different what's you know what what do you guys bring to the table that's different yeah it's i mean it's an immigrant story yes um and and i feel that the interesting thing or at least something that is different from other plays that i've done because i love doing latinx theater that's my thing but in this one we're bringing different immigration perspectives i'm bringing my mexican perspective your filipino one Mm -hmm. nima is bringing their own perspective too so it's it's a story of so many different points of view of how immigration works and how the system is, you know, a little twisted. Mm-hmm. And you learn about that through the journey of friendship that our characters go through. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is like it is for everyone, right? Because you yes. have like you can follow like our our growing friendship and like the the first part sort of like um, coming of age through mm-hmm. high school story while it's in this container of like dealing with immigration, dealing mm-hmm. with naturalization and domestic violence. Yeah. Mm. So many, so I, many things. I, um, I specifically have been organizing in the immigrant community here for 
about 13 years. Um, so I've dealt with, you know, a lot of like stopping deportations uh, and rallying, protests, all these different things. Um, and I've and I've, we've also like worked with with uh, an organization called the Sanctuary Network, and different uh, religious leaders coming together with nonprofit organizations, and building somewhat of a of a network in case it were ever to be needed when folks you know are are being uh, are being looked at by immigration for possible deportation or or detainment. Uh, for me, it's 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 tough to like for example to watch a documentary about like undocumented people and stuff because I feel like we live it, you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I I am, I do personally like make an effort when it comes to like what y'all are doing, mm-hmm. like plays, because I see like passionate people and and, and, and a great story to, to make an effort to go and see. But for a lot of people, it's tough to be able yes. to kind of experience that um, when they're living it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say in, in regards to the story that y'all are presenting um, what is this story about? Like, what what is what can you give us without spoiling uh, what what the story ends up being at the end? You know, uh, what can people expect? So that way, people can kind of feel like they already know ahead of time, like kind of what to expect. Mm. Would you yes. say? And I, I know that's a loaded question, but I do feel like there there probably are people that uh, do require some time, uh, like a heads up. Yes, um, because trauma is real, you know, and, oh, no, and, and, yes. and here specifically in Northwest Arkansas, there is a lot of undocumented people, a lot, probably the biggest population in the entire state. And it's a uh, it's a touchy subject, mm-hmm. you know, very touchy. Yes, I think um, something great about the play is that it shows the fun that we get to have when we are in our safe place and it. Mm shows that we can also even though there's so many like hard things happening around us that we can still look for that hope and that light Mm. i think that's very important uh and also the purpose of showing this hard things on stage and like living it every day and you know going through hell is to spark those conversations and to Mm. like make people want to take action and you will suffer with this play you will for a little bit but our for us it's not just come and suffer but come leave this play with us and then get out of the theater and have these conversations and Mm. be triggered to have like to to act to do something about it um so I won't lie to you. It's like I understand the part of like it being triggering. Like mm-hmm. for me, when I accepted it, I was like, how am I going to be so honest about all these things that like freak me out and scare me? Like I, I tell you, I hate crossing the border, even though mm-hmm. there's no reason for me to be scared. But it's it's like so something tough. that we grow up with. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that the fact that the play has a purpose beyond just showing mm-hmm. how difficult it is. Um makes it worth going and watching it. And I think it's, that's why we want different kinds of people Mm -hmm. going to the theater so that those different groups of people can have conversations, you know? Yeah. Um, I do think it's important, you know, mm -hmm. when you mentioned Brennan about, you know, the, the, maybe the the folks that have seen it already 
are the patrons, the people that you know that that have invested their money and stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's good for them to see it first, <laughs> you know, and for and yes. for and then and then you know once you do shows like this that kind of go to even more diverse you know people that listen to this show, um, bilingual folks as well. Um, then they can kind of get implemented more into that crowd after they hear from you. But I do think it's important for, you know, both communities to. Yeah. And also like a lot of theater and, and like art. And we talk about like people are talking about in film too, is like feeling seen and like your stories are being told. Yeah. Representation. Representation. So there's a lot of, um, while we are dealing with hard topics and like, if it's too close to home, maybe it's not for you mm-hmm. but also it's it's an opportunity to go to a theater and and feel like you are a part of the conversation mm-hmm. and like you are a part of art that is being made and yeah. like shared and i think that's special and, and can mm-hmm. be rare yeah. i think i think the majority of the people um that would be listening to this to this podcast episode um will go watch it mm-hmm. um I, I i was kind of referring more to the folks that like are really in the organizing space mm-hmm. that or that are going or have gone through traumatic stuff just being undocumented is is trauma on its own yeah. um and and i know that a lot of them listen to this podcast step to these podcasts so i just kind of want to make sure that that i voice you know their concerns and stuff yes. mm-hmm. um but ultimately i think the the majority of the people listening you know, we'll want to go watch, we'll want to go support, and, and we'll be happy that, that these stories are being told in a, in a public setting. Yeah. And affecting people that might not be affected uh, by these issues, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I think another cool thing about the play is that even though we're going through all these issues, these characters are fighters. And they're amazing and they're like strong and they're dreaming every day and like fighting for it. And I feel that a lot of people that are in this kind of situations are that. So giving them that power and being like, we see you and you're a baddie. <laughs> uh, it's, it's also something that maybe they could feel at ease mm-hmm. with at the theater. Yeah. Um, yes, those mm-hmm. these stories are hard. These stories are very real uh, so I completely understand and it's really good to to let them know what they're they may see at the theater yeah yeah yeah, yeah. one of the I think the one of the first plays I believe it I think it was theater squared they did a, a play called Viet Gone mm-hmm. uh, focused on you know the Vietnamese community and yeah. that was powerful to see for me because I don't think I've ever I had ever gone to a play that that highlighted like the immigrant, not only struggle, but just story, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And of course we have now here locally, we have uh, something called the, the Latinx uh, theater here, uh, which I'm so proud of because I know plenty of, of the folks that are involved in that and they're doing good work and stuff. Mm-hmm. But to, to kind of see it in a, in a place where, uh, you know, mo- a lot of the Patreons are white, you know, and maybe don't understand the immigrant story or the struggle or the fact that, that their members of, of this theater and they're gonna go to every play, like it kind of forces them to just kind of learn, you know, maybe what can they do to be better allies? You know, yeah. uh, how can they support people better? Um, because a lot of folks, you know, this story that y'all are presenting is real to them and uh, and there's people going through it. So I, I, for me, for an example, as an organizer, I see this play as a positive thing. I think that it can educate people, kind of going with what you said, Anna, mm-hmm. um, 
there's a lot of education still needed, you know, and people are going through through this on a day-to-day basis and people don't know. Mm-hmm. Even I hear stories from people sometimes and I'm like, wow, this is going on? Like, whether it being something where, you know, abuse happened in their country of origin and they showed up here and then they're, try- they're currently uh, in the process of possibly getting deported, all these different things. You just don't know what people are going through. Yeah, and, and it's like the the culture behind it is to like keep quiet and like mm-hmm. put your head down and like keep working and, and like keep doing the thing. But what is so beautiful about this show is you take two characters who are going through some of the most intense things of their life. And I think the only reason they get through it is because they're willing to open up to each other mm-hmm. and like they're willing to have that conversation. Um and like that alone, I think is a good message to share of like, mm-hmm. sometimes you've got to find the person that is like your your safe place and talk about it. Yeah. Um, Cause that goes so much further than I think people realize. It's just like communication and, and getting it out in the world. Mm-hmm. And who, who are the, the characters that you all play? I play G and this play, goes from 2001 to 2006. So we travel in time. Um, And so this play is very interesting. Our characters are G and B, but depending on who gets cast in it, the background, because I got cast in it, my Mexican background comes with me and Mm. I use it in the play. It's not specific but they give you the freedom to make it specific. Um, So in my case, G Mm -hmm. would be Mexican, which is very cool. You got to throw some Spanish in there? What? Yes. (laughs) Yes. There's a lot. There's a lot. Not a lot, but (laughs) yeah, well, you know, I throw a couple words. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, from the beginning, Esteban was like, anything that you want to like flip, let's do it. And I wish that I have done more. I was a little afraid of translating too much in Arkansas because I was like all the information that we give it's so important and it's just later in the play in the second act that I was like if I if I translate a lot in the first act and then the second act comes and important exposition is not understood it's a very tricky play because it goes very very fast Mm -hmm. so yes I inserted some Spanish um but not a lot. I, it's difficult with with such a fast paced play that has so much exposition to, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. just take a lot of freedom with it. Even though I was allowed, I was like, heck. Like a bad word here and there would be nice in Spanish, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's always just for the heck. Yeah, of yeah, it. yeah. I <laughs> what would I translate? Pollito. Mm-hmm. I say pollito many times, <laughs> and I do a dance so that they know that it's pollo, like chicken. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I do a lot of case. Yeah, just like uh, tiny I feel ones. Like there's more, yeah. Buena suerte. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Kids stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, I didn't translate like complete monologue stuff right, like that. Right, right. I should have. <laughs> how, how's your character, Brennan? <laughs> yeah, so uh, same time frame. Uh, my character's name is B. Um, similar. It, it's hard to detach the character from myself because the playwright, uh, Martina Mayok, asks us to, like, load it with your actual background, mm. right? So so my character is kind of me, like a mm. Filipino um, high schooler who then, you know, 
grows up. I, I, I'm trying not to spoil it. I know, I know, <laughs> um, it's hard. I was well, about did to you have a lot it. of like? I mean, are your parents Filipino? I mean, like, are you first generation? Right. So, second? so I'm first generation mm-hmm. um, American. Uh, my dad immigrated, and and his whole family immigrated. In I hope he doesn't hear this because he'll get mad. In like <laughs> the 70s, mm-hmm. right? So, so they've been here for a while, <laughs> but um, which is. Uh, an interesting part for me because while Anna can pull like directly from like your personal experience, I've got to um, learn a lot from like, I've got to talk to my dad a lot about Mm. the experience of immigrating. I get to talk to my Lolo and Lola a lot about their experience of, of immigrating. So even, even for me as someone in the play, I've gotten the opportunity to like, brought in my knowledge of mm. the immigration process and, and what it looked like uh, for my family personally. Did your family like assimilate a lot? Where did you like grow up? Was there a lot of Filipinos, you know? Right, so um, my family assimilated. They went from the mm. Philippines straight to Minnesota. Mm. Wow. Um, right, and uh, quick little story. My dad showed up, landed in Minnesota in the middle of winter and he looks out the window and he sees all this like little white specks everywhere. And he thinks it's piles and piles of salt. Mm. He thought that they landed into a salt farm. Mm. And I was, and, That's so Right, sweet. right, and then turns out he touches it and it's snow. Um, <laughs> but, but then oh. my Lolo and Lola did the thing and like they're growing up in Minnesota and, and they were like, you, you speak English now. Yeah. Like, so mm. my dad mm. lost all of his Tagalog. So like mm. I barely, I, like I don't really speak Tagalog either because he's mm. now, um, in in his older age, he's relearning it. Wow! Right? It's I, th- I think also I think one of the important things to highlight is that there's a lot of history between like Filipinos and Mexicans. Yes, in this country huge. And like yeah. like the United Food. Farm Workers Union <laughs> language language. In, so in California, uh, when it come when it came to like uh, farm working in the fields, uh, with like organizations like the United Farm Workers Union, there was a lot of of allyship between Filipinos and Mexicans. Um, so I think that al- also adds somewhat of a another layer to the yes. story, you know, of the history of That's in this country. It's like the <laughs> ultimate collab. It's right. so good. <laughs> Filipinos, Mexicans, stand yeah. up. Um, but the play started on March third, so it's already. It, do you like? Do you all have like a play today? Mm-hmm. You do. Yes. Yes. Is it how many do y'all have a day? Is it just one or so two? So we have one every day except Mondays and Saturdays. We have double show days. Um, so yeah, we perform seven days, no, seven times a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, okay. I'm gonna try to show up to the Saturday one. <gasps> see if I can make the Saturday. Yeah. Sure. I think it'd be fun. Uh, oh, it's it's a fun play. I'm excited. Not just because I'm in it. <laughs> <laughs> You're not being biased. No, it looks just based on what I've seen online and stuff, and and based on what y'all are telling me, it sounds like an important story for people to to go and watch and learn and educate themselves mm-hmm. and uh and for folks you know that might be directly affected like go show support so that these kind of stories can continue to be highlighted in our communities because i mean we need things like this to happen just education wise you know yeah. and i think it goes a long way and yeah. uh um so the play started on march 3rd there's a there's a showing every every day of the week twice on saturdays and sundays too or just no sundays we only have a matinee Okay. Mm-hmm. And the last day to see the play is on April 9th. That's so correct. So make sure that you show up before April 9th. If you show up on April 10th, 
Mm-mm. No one's there. <laughs> yeah. Brennan's gonna be in, in Chicago. I'm gonna be yeah. back home. <laughs> I can do a one person show. Yeah, I'll, be here. <laughs> I'll pretend that I'm you. And <laughs> Just play all the parts. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can try. I can try. Yeah, it'd be good. <laughs> so make sure you catch the play, Sanctuary City and Theater Squared, and uh, go support Anna. Go support Brennan. Yes. And, there, and go support the play. I think <laughs> overall, there's. Um, we didn't get to talk to the other person. You said then was it in Remy? Nima. 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 Um, and they're Nima playing who? Nima is like a wonderful secret that you will get to discover okay. if you so we, so go we, and watch So we shouldn't ask too much about them. No, spoilers, spoilers. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so we'll wait to the show and people can get tickets. Can people get tickets online? Yes. And let me tell you the good news. <laughs> I'm super, hey, stop it. <laughs> You're so good this at this. You're so good at thank this. Thank you. It makes me feel very excited. We have three codes. So we have one that is for under 30 humans. That gives you $10 tickets, which is... A wonderful mm-hmm. price for a professional theater. If you show your student ID, you also get $10 tickets. And if you're not under 30 or uh, have a student ID or are a student, you use the code um, CD and it gives you $25 tickets. Yes. Sounds good. Or you can call 479-777-7477 or email ticks at theater2.org. So make sure you all catch the play. Sanctuary City is live now um, until April 9th. And it's a great play with a great story. And uh, Anna, Brennan, thank you both for making the time to be here. Thank Thank you you for having us. This is so much fun. (laughs) And uh, that was the end of episode 180 of the District 3 podcast. My name is Edivine. And this is Elena. Signing off. (laughs) 